morning, everyone. Uh, hope you're having a good Tuesday so far. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us at our 8 a.m. devotional. My name is Tim. I'm lead pastor at New Hope Church, and we've just been doing these uh, devotionals kind of every morning since this crisis hit us. It was just, I felt like God put it on my heart just to be able to get together somehow. And so whether you're part of our church family or not, I'm glad that you're joining in with us because we're going to make it through this thing and the best way to make it through something like this is to make it through together i will tell you that uh, we've had a little bit of difficulty with our instagram live stream and also with our church live stream so if you're joining us on any other platform uh head over to facebook live at our church also um YouTube Live, and maybe our live stream. You can find all those on our website, newhopechurch.tv. We've been going through the book of John. Just And what I've been doing is I've just been kind of reading through the book of John and giving some comments along the way. And honestly, honestly, I think the, the maybe one of the bigger things that's happening throughout this time is that was the people get together in this sort of forum with the chat and so forth. The, the bigger thing is that there's a, a feeling of not being alone. And I love it. So uh, if you're watching and you don't see the comments, uh, get to Facebook, get to YouTube, where you can see the comments and you're gonna realize that you're not alone. And as people put up prayer requests there, and I hope that you'll let us know where you're watching from in the comments. And also, if you have a prayer need of some kind, put that in the comments. And 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 if you see those, if you're somebody who didn't ask for a prayer request, but you see a prayer request, I would encourage you just to pray for people. Just pray for people. It's like I've been saying, and I already said, the best way to get through this thing is together. And I want us to somehow stay together. I think part of our current crisis that we're going through right now is the aloneness. Everyone is uh, giving everybody else some space. And, uh, and if you've been out in public, then you know everybody's giving everybody else like the side eye, you know, especially if you sneeze or have to clear your throat or something, which I often do, um, <clears throat> like that right there. But uh, I want you to hear me on this. This is gonna pass. It's all gonna pass, not, not soon enough. And, you know, just speaking very frankly, it may get a little worse before it gets better, but it's gonna pass. And the same God who was helping us a month ago before we even knew what was going on uh, is helping us now and he'll help us tomorrow and he'll help us no matter what we go through. So let's do what we need to do. Let's wash our hands and let's say our prayers and get the strength that we need to get in order to keep on going because that's what Christians do. We just keep on going. Uh, we did it back during times of great persecution in the Bible times and we've done it during times of national tragedy and with God's help, we're gonna do it again. And I hope that you are being strong now. Uh, remember, be anxious for nothing. Be prepared for anything, but be anxious for nothing. And instead of being anxious, I would encourage you to pray. We got very smart people that are working on this and they're looking for uh, cures, they're looking for uh, medication that'll, that'll uh, alleviate a lot of the symptoms and shorten the time span. And some of those things seem semi-promising and, and there's people looking for vaccines. And I'm just telling you, God is good. He's good. 
He has made people smart for a reason. Some people, not myself personally, but some people smart for a reason. And, and I just pray for those folks that, uh, they, that God empowers them to reach some solutions for us and to help us through this. And, but God is large and in charge and I'm thankful for Him and for what He is doing behind the scenes already. He's, he's working behind the scenes, even though it may not look like it at times. Well, Jeremy preached from this passage that we're gonna look at, Pastor Jeremy did from our Webster campus. He preached on this passage, I think three weeks ago now, I'm kind of losing track of time. But uh, it was back at the beginning of our Reclaim series. So I, uh, I'm not gonna re-preach what Jeremy already preached about, but I'm basically just gonna read it. That's what I always say, I'm gonna read it and I'm gonna stop along the way and make a couple of observations. And then I just wanna take some time today, as always, to pray over you, okay? so. Uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, open up to John chapter four, John chapter four. If you've never read through John chapter four, it is uh, a great, a great, if you've never read through the book of John, it's a great book. John chapter four is a great passage of scripture. And if you saw the sermon, however many weeks ago that was, when Jeremy preached it, great stuff in there. And uh, so let's let God teach us today and let's learn from him. Let's be encouraged today. John chapter four, beginning verse one. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. And real quick, little warning bells should be going off right now because the Pharisees are, they, they set themselves up as the enemy of Jesus. Now, Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples from John. So now he's on the radar. Although in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So Jesus left Judea, which is in the south in Israel. If you're able to look at a map, it's in the south of Israel around the area around Jerusalem. And he went back once more north to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. Uh, that's verse four, verse five. So he came to a, a town in Samaria called Sychar near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Okay, real quick, uh, guess who lived in Samaria? Samaritans lived in Samaria. Um, Jewish folks didn't like him so much because they believed that they were, uh, I guess the best way to describe it would be half-breeds, half-breeds. Um, that, that uh, that goes back actually 700 years before Jesus, back to when the Assyrians conquered this area and they uh, settled a lot of their folks in that area. Those folks intermarried with Jewish people and so now you have uh, Samaritans. And the, the, because these people weren't of the pure uh, Jewish bloodline, um, they didn't get along with Jewish folks. Jewish folks didn't get along with them. They, they, they didn't like Jewish folks. Jewish folks didn't like them either. And so uh, Jewish folks would do whatever it would take to go around Samaria in order to get from the north to the south. You know, when they were coming from Galilee down to the festivals in, uh, in Jerusalem, they'd go around Samaria. Jesus, Jesus didn't go around, he cut right through. Uh, here's a little spoiler alert about Jesus. Jesus don't care. Jesus doesn't care where you are. He doesn't care who you are, he's gonna to get to you no matter what. He loves people no matter where they are. Can I get an amen? Can you chat an amen for me? Um, verse six, Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon when a Samaritan woman came to draw water. 
uh, Jesus said to her, this is verse seven, will you give me a drink? Verse eight, his disciples had gone into town to buy food. Verse nine, the Samaritan woman said to him, wait a minute, she didn't say that, I'm, I'm, I'm embellishing here, but, but you'll get it. Wait a minute, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. And I forgot to tell you, I forgot to tell you that uh, uh, back in the day, good Jewish men didn't talk to women not just Samaritan women, but women in general, it was a classic case of cultural social distancing that was going on here. Uh, Jewish people from Samaritans, they kept their distance. Also, men from women, they kept their distance as well. In fact, let me, let me tell you something real quick. Um, it's still in effect to this day in the Holy Land, like Orthodox Jews uh, don't like to talk to, the, the men don't like to be around women, I, uh, um, they, uh, for instance, would be when we got on the plane, the first trip we took, one of the ladies in our group, her seat on the airplane, she was sitting there and an Orthodox Jewish guy had the seat next to her and he came and saw that she was there and he went berserk and he told her she had to move and he called the flight attendants trying to get her to move, but of course, of course she wouldn't move, she's an American, she's not gonna move. But um, I'm just saying, it's still true to this day that there is this social distancing in effect. And, and, and uh, you, you think about it, you think about Jesus. So he's a good Jewish man. He was raised Jewish, he's now a rabbi, which meant that he knew the first five books of the Bible basically by heart, of course he did, but I'm saying that's what you had to do to be a rabbi. And here's Jesus, and he's talking to a woman. He's talking to a Samaritan woman. And that in and of itself shocked this lady. She was shocked, why are you talking to me? I can't believe you're talking to me. Verse nine again, uh, the Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew. And I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For, then it says commentary here from John, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. That was something that was still in effect when John wrote this down. For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Verse 10, Jesus asked her, if you knew the gift of God, who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him for what he would have given, and he would have given you living water. Verse 11, sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. So she's, she's noticing Jesus doesn't have a bucket. He didn't have a rope. And so how's he going to give her something to drink? She, she says, where, where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as also did his son and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water is gonna be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never ever thirst again. Indeed, the water that I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. I'm telling you, man, give me some of that, right? Verse 15, the woman said to him, give me some of that. <laughs> Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water, he told her. He, he told this, verse 16, he told her, go call your husband and come back. Verse 17, I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, no kidding. 
he didn't say that, he said this, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you've had five husbands and the man that you're living with now is not your husband. What he said, I have no husband, is quite true, <laughs> okay? Wow, uh, verse 19. Sir, the woman said, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain. That would be Mount Gerizim, Gerizim. But you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. She's talking about uh, at the temple. Verse 21, woman, uh, Jesus replied, rem and remember from a couple of passages we've been in already in this series, uh, the, the term woman back in Jesus's day is a term of affection. So he's not saying woman, listen to me. He's, say, he's saying, woman, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. And that is so true. Everything Jesus says is true, but you listen to this right now. We're not in, we're not in Israel on top of Mount Gerizim. We're not in Israel uh, in Jerusalem at the temple on Temple Mount. We're in Texas. And uh, except for those of you who are joining us other places, Please do not uh, take offense at my pride of our home state. But uh, you think about it, we're not in the Holy Land. I love going to the Holy Land, but I don't have to go to the Holy Land to worship. I don't have to go to the Holy Land to worship. I don't have to stand near the temple or, still, uh, or stand near the Wailing Wall or the Western Wall to worship. Because Jesus came down, he gave us his spirit. And wherever we are right now, he is there with us and we can worship him. So even though it feels like we are stuck alone. We are not alone because he is right where we are right now. Amen. Verse uh, 22, you Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know for salvation is from the Jews. Why did he say salvation is from the Jews? Because he was Jewish and salvation was coming through the Jewish race through himself. He was now going to be the savior of the world. Salvation was coming through him. Verse 23, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers that the father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. Then check this out. She's getting so close here. Verse 25, the woman said, I know that the Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then, boom, Jesus declared, I am the one speaking to you. I am he. Mic drop. Verse 27. Just then his disciples returned and were clueless. Uh, they, they were surprised to find him talking with a woman, but no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking to that woman? Verse 28, then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town. So she came to get water. She left without her water, but she left with something greater. She went back to the town and said to the people, verse 29, come see a man told me, uh, come and see a man who told me everything that I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, you gotta eat something. But uh, he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food while we were gone? Verse 34, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me to finish his work. 
Don't you have a saying, it's still four months until the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes, look at the fields, they are ripe to the harvest. Even now the one who reaps draws a wage and, the, and harvest a crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper might be glad together. Thus the saying, the one who sow, one sows and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Verse 39, many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. Verse 40, so when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed there. Where a lot of Jewish folks wouldn't even pass through, he stayed there two days. Verse 41, and because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. Love that story, great story. Pastor Jeremy uh, did a great job preaching on it. Uh, before our devotional, I want, you to, I want to remind you of something that is um, that's illustrated in this story and here it is. Social distancing doesn't stop Jesus from showing Social distancing does not stop Jesus from showing up. And so in our current situation, when we're supposed to keep our distance from each other, which isn't gonna last forever, but might last for longer than we want it to, to last, I want you to realize something. Jesus is close by. And some of you, uh, some of you got your families there with you or extended family in the same house. And so you are going deeper enjoying your family and getting to know members of your family. That is awesome. Others of you uh, got kids that are home from school and you actually wish you could be more alone. Maybe, I don't know. But uh, some of you are really alone. You're really alone. And I feel for you today, but I am so happy that you're not alone. You're here with us right now. And I'm so happy to tell you that you're never alone because Jesus is with you. Some of you are feeling the financial pressure right now. I know some folks have already lost jobs and lost hours. Um, just, just know that Jesus is with you. And the, this story, I think it tells us a whole lot of things, but one of the things that this story says to me, especially on this day, is not telling us to break the rules and hang around with other people. It's telling us that Jesus is with you right now, even if you're all by yourself. And he'll cross the boundaries. He'll go where he needs to go, do what he needs to do to make a way for his family. And he's gonna make a way for you too. I believe what David said in uh, uh, Psalm 37, 25, David said, I was young, now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their children begging bread. He's gonna take care of us, he will. And uh, Jesus is here. He's with you at this moment. He's never gonna leave you. He's never gonna forsake you, no matter the situation, even this one. I wanna pray for you in just a moment. But before I do, um, we're gonna try something different this weekend. We, we went from Thursday service and then five services on Sunday. We, we cut it back this past week to just Thursday service and then one service on Sunday. 
And the reason that we're headed this direction um, is because we're trying to get everybody together. We're trying to get everybody together so no one feels alone. And so uh, for those of you who normally join us on Thursday and are used to, to uh, watching the broadcast on Thursday evening, I just want to encourage you to join us on Sunday morning. Sunday morning on all of our platforms or whichever ones are working, we'll put out some social media about that and also send you an email about it. So just keep checking back. But for sure, for sure on YouTube Live, for sure on Facebook Live, and possibly maybe on our streaming service. <clears throat> I said at the beginning of this that our streaming service has been a little sketchy. I honestly think what is happening, because we're using a platform that a lot of other churches use. And I think what is happening is that there's so many churches that are streaming now that uh, the internet's getting a little overwhelmed. Churches are breaking the internet, which you know what? That's a good thing. Even if you do miss the service, you can catch up almost immediately. It's posted right after uh, we go live with it on Sunday morning. Uh, it'll be on our Facebook, also on our website and on our YouTube channel. So I hope you join us live so that you can be in the room, in the room, so to speak, with everybody else Sunday morning, 945, and especially on uh, one of our platforms in which you can chat. Because if you're feeling alone, I just want you to open up the chat. I want you to throw your name in there where you're watching from. Maybe if it's a Facebook, throw a picture of your, of you and your family or you by yourself or whoever uh, watching this service together. And I'm just telling you what an encouragement it is when we all get together like this. Let me pray for you. I wanna thank you, Jesus, that uh, you're willing to break through barriers to be close to us. I wanna thank you for your promise that you're never ever gonna leave us or forsake us. Today, I pray that everybody who's listening to this devotional would have what they need. I pray what they, uh, that they have what they need, whether that's just some supplies, finances, uh, some relational input along the way here, whatever they need, Lord, I pray that you would supply, that you would open up their eyes to that daily bread that you wanna give them, Lord. I pray that you would also put somebody on our heart to encourage and help us to reach out to them uh, via text or email or FaceTime or, or Zoom, uh, which is, by the way, I'm, I may teach you how to do Zoom, but we'll talk about that another time. I'm not talking to the Lord, I'm talking to people who are watching us on the Devo, because uh, that's pretty handy. Uh, but uh, I pray that, uh, Lord, we can reach out to those that you lay on our heart and encourage them with our own words, with your word, with the word that we've shared together today pray all this in your holy name. Amen. Thanks for joining us, guys. <clears throat> Pardon me. Thanks for joining us, guys. I will see you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Love you so much. Bye-bye.